hello, you guys. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. It's really nice to have you here. It's a Wednesday, the first day of summer, longest day of the year here in Montana in Townsend, and I'm sure it was the same in Helena. I I woke up at like five because the sun, it's really light here. I mean, really light. And then last night when we went to bed, the sun was bare, just going over the mountains at about 10 o'clock. So I feel like I'm close. I'm almost living in Alaska right now because when I went to Anchorage, it you know stayed stayed sunny until oh gosh, like 11:30 at night sometimes. So we have a fun topic tonight. We've got Tim and May. The doctors are in Vegas, and uh, we're gonna find out what they're doing. They have a new show called Doc Tales and Cocktails that airs right after our show um, on Spotify, Facebook, and all the regulars. Uh, so they're going to be here to tell us a little bit about what they're doing in Vegas. Uh, they do a show called BS Free MD, BS like bullshit free MD. So they talk about um, they had Peter Malone, a uh, very controversial doctor, talking last week. Uh, they just do they they they're not afraid to to cut those edges. Other sponsors. Well, let me find my page here because I've got where is that? Oh come on here. I got Greg Hinkle. He's one of our sponsors from Fairway Independent Mortgage Company. He's a mortgage loan officer. And I have somewhere in here, there's a little graphic. But you know what? I have so much video actually loaded into my show tonight because our topic tonight is dog training. Um, we have a company, a, a young woman who uh, trains dogs here in Montana. How I found out about this is her, it's a long story. But anyway, her mom says to me, yeah, my daughter trains dogs to uh, collect the bats from at a baseball games. And I was like, what? That sounds like a story to me. And so she's going to join us in just a couple of minutes. We're going to talk about dog questions, questions about raising dogs, about training dogs. Uh, this young lady is an expert at it. But we also have some really fun video of the uh, dogs themselves. Um, Greg will forgive me. I cannot get this to pull up here. Um, hold, hold, wait, yes, I can. I know what to do. Here we go. You ready? Boom. That's the little one, but look at this. I can do the whole thing. Fairway Independent Mortgage Company, the Hinkle Lending Team. Greg is a friend of mine. He's a sponsor. He's out of Montana. He also is from Oregon and Washington. So he can do mortgage lending information for you from all three states. I uh, just had a guy asking today about a mortgage broker. He's in Oregon, our mortgage loan officer. He's in Oregon. So I hooked him up with Greg. Greg's number is 406-439-5626. That's 406-439-5626, Greg Hinkle. Also, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. They're also a denture center. Um, and they're in Oregon. For those of you who are in Oregon, uh, if you're looking for a dentist who cares about your freedom, cares about your right to speak, he is your man. But we it's like we just deal with all kinds of dental issues because our other sponsor is Montana Oral Surgeons and Implant Center right in Helena. Uh, the doctor's there. Uh, there's a connection between Maddie and that organization. But trust me, it, it's good. But uh, what I like about them is if I, you know, I know you're not out looking for an oral surgeon until you need one. Right. But these people are kind. They take care of you. They're experts. They know what they're doing. <laughs> my favorite part, they'll put you out. <laughs> if I'm going to have somebody in there doing implants or any kind of oral surgery, I want to be put out by a professional. <laughs> I don't want to remember anything. Uh, so those are our three sponsors for the show tonight. Let's bring Maddie on. Hey, Maddie, how you doing? Good. How about you? 
Oh, I am so good. I'm excited to have this on because we do sometimes some controversial stuff and sometimes this, but it's really fun to have just topics like, especially when I saw that you're a, you know, a professional. So it's Bark for, what's the name of your business again? Bark for, Bark for Joy Dog Training. Bark for Joy Dog Training. So I, I like, you're 25 years old. Yeah. You, you go to Carroll College or you went to Carroll College yeah. in Helena, Montana. And if you guys are not from Montana or you've never been to Carroll. I know so many people from Oregon that have come to Carroll College. Yeah. I mean, it is a beautiful facility. Absolutely. I love it. And I'm actually, I taught this past spring and I'm going to be a visiting professor of anthrozoology this coming year as well. So, wow. <laughs> so do I, do I need to be calling you professor? Uh, I mean, you know, I like it. It's great. <laughs> not required. <laughs> okay. So, so you come to school, uh, to Carol, to take zoology because you have this dream of being a veterinarian. Yes. Yep. I've dreamed about being a veterinarian since I was 10 years old. I'd go out into the backyard and do a bunch of fun agility things with my dog, prepping myself to go to vet school. I uh, went and shadowed and interned with vets. And yeah, it was my dream. <laughs> so you got the degree and everything, but what turned you off? Yeah, so I worked with a veterinarian here in Helena. They were incredible. I really enjoyed my job and I ended up having to watch a euthanasia one time and it made me change my decision. It was just something that I wasn't going to be able to continue forward with. You know what the thing that I, I mean, because I've had my, I had, I had a mom that was like the greatest animal lover and I'm a huge <laughs> animal guy and she'd let me have anything I wanted as long as I took care of it. So one time I had 50 rabbits, I had guinea pigs, I had mice, I had rats, oh I had hamsters, gerbils, uh, I mean, goats, you name, I mean, and, and one summer they all started, I got the rabbits got this disease and started dying. Oh, and it was from lettuce too much. And they were getting diarrhea and just dying and stuff. And so I'm 10 and I'm burying animals. And my mom was just like, you know, she was, she'd stand on the deck. It's kind of sad. She'd stand on the deck and I'd be down there just crying. And she said, honey, you have to bury him. I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. You need to learn that this is what happens. Yeah. And by the time I buried like 20 rabbits, um, my mom would sit there and she just had tears running down her face. I think it was harder for her to watch me do it. Yeah. Than to actually just take over and do it herself. Yep. But when we took our dogs and we had several dogs for a long, you know, many, many years and we put, had them put down. Yeah. And one of my vets said to me when we were there with Henrietta and he said, you know, Rick, the thing you have to remember is this dog is 14. And if you had, if it had lived in the wild, it would have lasted maybe two years. So you gave this dog 14 years of life that at 12 years that it probably wouldn't have had. And when you took on that responsibility, you took on the responsibility of deciding when it died. Yeah. And I just, I felt so much better because I thought, yeah, you know, we gave this dog a good life, but, right. but through that you kind of found because you went, okay, this is not for me. You found your thing. I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I never regret any moment that I spent in the vet, you know, feeling my face just flush as I'm watching the surgery, trying to make it through to the end. Like, I don't regret any of those moments. And I gained a lot of information and knowledge that I now have as a trainer that some people might not have. So if I have a client whose dog 
is presenting with an illness or an issue, I kind of have some background to say, I feel like this might be occurring. You need to take your dog to the vet. So kind of gives me a little bit of an edge now. Well, now let me show people what you do. Okay, let me show yeah. some video. It'll run right here and you and I'll be kind of on the side of it, I think. Okay, so tell people about that. What What's that all about? Yeah, so I think that was actually our very, very first run during a game. Uh, a lot of the fans actually had no idea this was happening. And so all of a sudden, they're watching a baseball game and this dog runs out onto the field to get the bat. It's very, very exciting. The dog's sole job is to wait until the batter has hit and drops the bat. Once the play is over, the dog is sent out to grab the bat and return back to the handler. So how did you think, I mean, what a great idea. Yeah, uh, like I said, there are a few others of these dogs in the country. Um, and by few, I mean very few. Uh, before these three, there are like two So we saw the idea, decided that we wanted to kind of go for it and try it ourselves. So <laughs> um, there were no bat dogs in this region of the United States. And I was like, why not? I could be the first one to train some. So proposed the idea to the Great Falls Voyagers and they were super ecstatic about it. They were like, yes, let's do this. Let's figure out the best way. It evolved a little bit from what we initially thought, but we actually held open tryouts for the community. So the three dogs that we have are actually community members, personal dogs. No, seriously? Yep. So it's not like they were bred and raised and trained the owners came and did 10 sessions with me and we worked through teaching the dogs how to do all of the things, prepping them for the game. And so it was a great show to be able to tell and show people like you don't have to have this magnificent bred dog. You can have a dog from a shelter and we trained it to do something incredible. So how, how will this be the whole season then for the, for the team? They'll be doing this yep. for the team. Yes. That is such a great idea. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> so what is the thing that people make the biggest mistake when they're like when they get a dog and in terms of training, it's probably not training. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the opposite of it, missing it. Yeah. So if you're starting out with a brand new puppy, uh, one of the biggest things people neglect to remember is when that puppy comes home they're hitting a critical socialization window. And depending on the um, <laughs> depending on the source you're looking at, I mean, the critical window is anywhere between, you know, four weeks old and 16 weeks old. So basically during this time, the puppy needs to be exposed to every texture, sound, person, animal, environment, anything that they might experience in their lifetime. And if we miss that window, we end up creating this dog who is terrified of fireworks, that you have to go and medicate them. Uh, you know, they can't be around men because they never had that experience. They freak out at every dog they see. So when you're starting off with a puppy, that's the biggest mistake I see people make. So how, what's the t how long is that puppy stage? You know how with kids, they say, if you don't learn this by two years old, right. what is the, what's the puppies? Is there a stage there that we know? Yeah. Yeah. Typically uh, 16 weeks is like the very, very latest that that critical socialization window ends. Now, if you don't 
socialize your puppy in that time. It's not completely hopeless. Like we recommend as trainers that your puppy gets exposure the whole first year of their life. They should continue to have those new experiences. But that critical window is about four to 16 weeks of age. And, and I, you know, I mean, I have a neighbor, super nice guy, but he doesn't take the dog on a walk. And it's like, this dog's like just penned up and really wants. So I said, I'll, t- I'll take him on a walk or a run or something, you know, just to get him out of the house. Right. What, what are some simple things people can do at home to, you know, like for barking? Yeah. So one of the things that I really, really like to teach is a place command. Uh, it, there are a lot of trainers who use this command. It kind of ends up being a solve all problem. So uh, some people call it place, mat, bed. Basically, the solution is that you teach your dog to go to whatever it is, a bed, mat, towel. They stay on there until they're told to be released. And this is a huge game changer for dogs who bark at a lot of things, dogs who rush people at the door, uh, dogs who like to bolt out of the door. So it gives the dog a job. So instead of, oh my goodness, there's the UPS person coming up, I need a bark. Instead, when they hear the truck, they run to the bed and now it's given them a purpose. So it takes away the need for some of those difficult behaviors. So that's kind of the trained behavior we like to incorporate. What do you find with mutts and dogs from the pound, dogs that are purebreds? Um, I always end up thinking kind of the mutts are the ones that are the the smartest. You know what I mean? I mean, or just rigorous, you know what I mean? Or just hardy. Yeah, they're hardy. They're sturdy. And that's what a lot of people find. I I have a lot of clients who self-report the same thing. Um, And I think, you know, they're kind of street smart. Like a lot of them go through the shelter. They might have to live on the street for a little bit. I think they gain those street skills that puppies coming home, they ended up, especially nowadays, they end up being coddled like babies. So we kind of lose that hardiness with the puppies of like, oh my goodness, you know, this puppy from the breeder can't ever touch the ground or go do this because something had happened. And dogs from the shelter were like, you know, they're eating bones out on the street. Like they'll survive anything. <laughs> do you think that people, um, have we done, here's, here's kind of a heady question. Um, you know, in culture, it seems like we spoiled our children a lot. Do, do we, have we done the same thing where we have these obnoxious dogs that get away with murder and as it, and, and, and really the more kind thing to do is to give that dog some structure like a child. Is that true? It's 100% true. I think a lot of people, like you said, they kind of, they want to coddle and spoil these dogs. And so we end up losing the, okay, yes, I understand your dog's your baby, but we have to make sure that they are doing the things that we ask them to do. Because otherwise I end up with the clients whose dogs run their entire life, which it shouldn't be that way. People say the same thing about children. You shouldn't have children and figure out how your life wraps around them, the child should be joining your life. And I think our generation's gone towards the same thing with dogs of, oh, well, my life revolves around my dog. How do I need to, you know, structure my lifestyle now? So I like that, how you're saying that. So it's really, my wife and I had to, I mean, your life changes when you have children anyway, but (laughs) it's always like, you know what? We, we eat, my wife and I eat dinner together. This is our thing. So we'd eat dinner earlier with our boys, Mm -hmm. put them down and they always went down at the same time. And then we had dinner later. And it was like, people go, well, that's weird. No, this is what keeps us together. 
but mm -hmm. this is our life and they're coming into that because yep. guess what happens? Then when they turn 30 or 28 or 25, they leave anyway and they don't call all the time. So they right. have their own life anyway. So it's like, if I don't spend my life with my wife, I'm like, I would have got robbed of all those years of my wife, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's something to be said for like, you know, incorporating your dogs and the things you do. We take them camping and fishing and hiking, but at the same time, like, we can incorporate them into our lives that way while also keeping the important structure and routine that the dogs need. So they aren't running amok and driving us crazy. <laughs> so Shauna asks on here, I have a great Dane Husky. It's scared of everything has always been since we picked him up at three months old. Will CBD help him or what would? Yeah, there's still a lot of research being done on CBD for dogs. Uh, you know, I personally use it for my anxiety and I love it. Um, so we're still learning more about how it affects dogs. Depending, it's just like humans, you can buy different grades of it. So some is going to kind of be crappy. Some is really high quality. Um, so CBD, CBD definitely can help. I never recommend it in place of a stronger tranquilizer given by your veterinarian, especially for fireworks and things. Um, so management wise, CBD might be a good option. Alternatively, I like to do both management and training. So finding a really good trainer to kind of help you work through some of those issues and teaching you how to socialize your dog will help also work through the issues. So you don't always have to rely on the CBD. So how important is it? I, we're getting so many questions. This is kind I of fun. It. We should have a new show, you know, <laughs> Dr. Maddie and Rick, you know, we, we <laughs> yeah. do our little, but, but because people love their animals and I think we make a lot of mistakes just like we do with our kids, but yeah. So how important is it before you go to the pound or the puppy place, wherever you're going to know what kind of dog you want rather than going, oh, look at Sparky. He's a cute little dachshund and I want to go running with it. Well, he's got a back that's going to fall out. You know what I mean? And knowing what, what are your what are your needs and what are you looking for? Absolutely. I see this day in and day out as a trainer. And, you know, I'll get the 80 year old woman who just got a German Shepherd puppy and different things like that that are really hard. And I actually have a program that's uh, called Breed Match Program. And so I work with families, couples, individuals who are interested in uh, you know, bringing a dog into their life. So I get to know them, kind of figure out what their lifestyle is. And then based on that, actually match them with the breed I think would best fit their lifestyle. That's awesome. We end up creating more dogs in the shelter because so many people are like, well, I want this dog because they look cute. And you try to ask them like, well, do you realize they need grooming? And they're like, whoa, what? And it's like, yeah, you're going to spend, you know, a few thousand dollars in grooming a year. And so people are not doing that research and it's creating more problems. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I went to my vet and I said, when my boys were little, I said, what kind of dog? And he says, well, I would love for you to get a Cocker Spaniel. And I said, why? He says, because they are the most, the dog I see the most at the vet. They have more medical issues than any other dog. They have skin issues. They're awful. And he says, but if you get a Cocker Spaniel, I can go home and tell my, my wife that we can build that new deck. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, and I know I laughed so hard, but he said, what do you want? And I said, you kids. So he had us get a lab Australian Shepherd mix because the lab is lovable, but not the smartest dog all the time. Right. And the, and the Australian Shepherd's really smart. And Sam was a great dog. But I've seen, I had a friend and he got a great Dane and he lived in a 1500 square foot house. 
And then he got another one. Oh, goodness. It's like, so do you have a truck to drive them anywhere? I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. It, it, that's super important because I think we go for cute or like a bulldog. People think bulldogs are cute. Well, look on the intelligence level. Last on the list. Yep. <laughs> you know, this it's is so the true. dumbest dog on the planet. And if you have one, anyone's watching, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I'm not, don't mean to insult your dog, but they're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are, what are some of like for um, the qualities you look for? And like, if you're going, you know, okay, so I know I want this kind of dog. Yeah. What do you look for at that point? Yeah. If I know that I have a client who has specific needs. So if I'm looking for, uh, you know, a quiet kind of docile dog, there, like you said, there's a kind of a lot of markers that we can look for. So in a shelter setting, it's very, very difficult because the dog has so many, uh, so many high levels of cortisol. They shut down. They don't really show their true personality. So we try our best with temperament tests. And there are a lot of standardized temperament tests that have been put out there by different professionals. And they walk you through a variety of different tests. And it might be like holding the puppy on their back. Do they freak out and squirm or are they calm and like relaxed? Um, how do they do with other dogs around? How is their reaction to a big sound? And so these types of temperament tests can kind of give us a little bit of a key window into what their temperament may be later on. Uh, and these tests, temperament tests, we also can do those with puppies too. And puppies are a little easier they're growing into their personality, but anybody who's picked out a puppy, you know, when you go and see them that there's a one off chasing the butterfly. And then there's one sitting at your feet. It's kind of easy to figure out, okay, if one chasing the butterfly is independent. One here at my feet is a needy Velcro dog. <laughs> so, um, last thing I'll ask you. Oh, first bark for joy. What's your website? Bark for joy. Yeah. It's just bark for joy, dog training.com. Oh, somebody who is trying to, yeah, that's a fakie. Uh, so it's just Bark for Joy? Uh, bark for Joy Dog Training. Bark for And it's number four. <laughs> dog Training. And how do people get a hold of you if they just want to ask some questions and stuff? Is that yes. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, we set up uh, what are called discovery calls to kind of chat a little bit more and kind of figure out what they need. So if anybody's interested in learning a little bit more, maybe having some consultation over the phone, you can set up a discovery call and just put on there that your reference was the show and we can dive in and kind of chat about stuff a little bit more. Okay. So you're a zoologist, uh, <laughs> a professor and a dog trainer. Yep. <laughs> so what, what is it about human beings and dogs. What is that thing? Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of theories behind it. Uh, there's a big term called neoteny, and it basically is a human's draw towards an animal or a being that has baby-like features. So everybody sees a baby, and even if you don't like kids, you see a little baby, and you're just drawn to it. Their smiles, uh, you know, the little giggles that they have, and so it's a very instinctual draw that you have towards them. And for dogs, I think no matter where you are across the board, it's an animal that's going to love you and always want to be around you without any ex like expectation of anything back to them. I mean, 
you have people who never exercise their dogs and that dog still loves them just as much as the person who takes their dog out on a hike 12 miles every day. So there's something to be said for having a dog at home that you can talk to, love on, play with, and just having somebody there to always count on who will be there wagging their tail when you get home. Maybe God made them to show unconditional love. Absolutely. I I would 100% agree with that. And I like my dog, Trish, who I got from Carroll College, uh, she is what I call my heart dog. That's what people refer to that first dog that you get. You'll never have another dog with that bond. And I mean, she's my best friend. I talk to her. I play volleyball with her. I teach her how to do crazy things. And I I never will have a dog like her again. But she's literally my best friend. <laughs> Well, Maddie, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Bark Absolutely. for Joy Dog Training. And you guys in Great Falls, uh, be sure and look for the dogs. Um, yes. And those, those bat dogs. Yeah, you know, that's kind of cat woman. We have bat dogs now. And, um, <laughs> exactly. and again, if you guys have a question for Maddie or you have some ideas, um, go look on the website, Bark for Joy Dog Training. And I'm going to guess that's .com. Correct. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you so much. And now these, oh, there's a whole bunch of questions. You can go back in there and answer them too for you. I love it. Awesome. Uh, well, thank right. you so much for having me. All right, Maddie. Thank you. See you later. That was awesome. I, yeah. You know, yeah I mean, I, I can remember every dog I've ever had and how much they were a part of my life. And um, yeah, when you had to, when they were gone, it was, it really, I had a friend and they just wrote me the other day and said, my dog um, passed. And it, I, it kind of, for me, it's like a human. I mean, it was like, I, I said, God, I remember that feeling. And you come home and it's quiet and there's nothing there to welcome you and stuff. And yeah, maybe that is why God made him. You know, he's probably with Adam going, oh, that one. We're going to call that dog. Oh, wait, because that's God backwards. Okay, wait a minute here. I think I've, I think I just figured out one of the mysteries of the world. Maybe God named dogs a dog because it's backwards. And that's how he shows us unconditional love that God shows for us. I don't know. If any of you use that, you got to attribute that to me. Now, our two, I'm going to air a couple of commercials and then doctors, Dr. Tim and May are in Vegas. What the hell are they doing in Vegas? So here's some of our sponsors and then we'll pull them up. Well, I'm Jason Fleshman. I am one of the co-owners of Montana Oral Surgery. I'm an oral and maxillofacial surgeon, and I've been practicing for almost 25 years. I mean, this is a big country. And, and then the people who are here um, wouldn't want to be anywhere else, you know? They'll die for their state. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to live in a state where people are that passionate about where they live? I replaced teeth with dental implants. I removed cysts and tumors from patients' faces and jaws. Um, I perform oral and maxillofacial trauma surgery, fixing people's broken jaws, cheekbones, eye sockets. Perform office space oral surgery and anesthesia. I remove teeth. I replace teeth with dental implants. It's no joke. Yeah, you don't mess around. You don't put up with this harsh environment. This is like the last great place, personally. And you know, if you're not from Montana, you probably don't understand. Um, but if you're here, you know. This guy's really good. Shannon is the best interest I've ever seen. 
he's, he was coming in on Fridays and now he's coming on Fridays and Monday, but everybody that leaves uh, with him, uh, I, he always has me come. He goes, come here. Cause I'll come in on Fridays. He was like, and they look absolutely beautiful. They, uh, the patients, there's hardly any redos. Like I, I wish, and I probably will advertise a lot just to get him some momentum, but he is so good. He's the best centurist I've ever met. Yeah, his his outcomes, because you know, you make a denture and they don't fit very well. They don't look very good. He's awesome. Not only does he, you know, take the impressions, he, um, uh, there's a lot of art to taking impressions, but he's also, he also makes the dentures. Um, he, he's, a, he's fantastic. I love having him. He's made my life a lot easier because I don't have to worry about dentures anymore. Dr. Bratlin. And as long as we're with doc, this whole show has been about doctors. Have you noticed that? De oh, hello. Is, is, is Tim fully clothed? He's fully clothed. Well, from the waist up, it is Vegas. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. You know, you hear so many negative things about Vegas and Kath, I've never been there except for recently, I know, isn't that weird? But on a trip from to Arizona, when Kathy and I went to Arizona, we came back and we went through it. It is beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. Oh no, it's and, great. And interesting and you know, we're driving, I mean, we just went through, but it was like, I, I wanna go, we both looked at each other and said, I wanna go back, you know? That was really cool. So what the hell are you doing in Vegas? Well, do you guys, do you guys, you know, I know you sold your house and stuff, but do you ever stick around anywhere? No, no, absolutely not. Well, we're at least right. you're together. I'm glad I was starting to worry. I was getting emails like going, they go on separate. Yeah, we're taking vacation. a joint vacation. No, Tim, we always call Vegas the adult Disney World, you know, because there's, it's kind of adults Disney World here. There's something for everybody, uh, whether it's, you know, the crazy nightlife, which we're way too old for, right? Right? Yeah, well, um, mostly. Uh, Some of us are too old. We're not really, into, <laughs> we're not into gambling, but there's, so many cool shows uh, from like, uh, man, I can't even think of words today. Well, like all the Cirque du Soleil's and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, you could do oh, yeah. Uh, America's Got Talent, um, Cirque du Soleil, the classic shows, any musical artists are always coming through. There's displays and every casino's got things to see. There's museums, just walking up and down, people watching. No, no, the people, the people watching is absolutely That's the best part. Oh. I, you know, you sit on the strip, you get a beverage of whatever you want. And if you and really, watch. if you really want a good time, go for a run at seven, between seven thirty and eight thirty in the morning. And what you'll see is what I call the walk of shame. So, so there's, there's all these young women that have to carry their spiked shoes because they're way too drunk at seven in the morning to walk home. Wait, and, why is it the women? Well, because I don't have to carry my shoes. I can walk drunk in my regular shoes. I wore the night before. <laughs> like no shoes. So they're carrying their shoes with their super short dress. That's the only, you know, it's it's like, it's like there's this Vegas part of these people's closet and it's like the slut section, oh, right? So that only comes out when they go to Vegas. <laughs> and it's hilarious because you know, that's not, I mean, you know that they're 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 literally working as the receptionist at the orthodontist office until they go to Vegas. And then so, it's complete costume time. So May now I want you to hear this. So when you're still sleeping in bed, Tim's getting up and he's running to look for yes. these slutty women walking around holding their heels. <laughs> 
The only story I have like that is in Boston when Kathy and I were there and we had no coffee. And so I got up like six o'clock in the morning and I'm wandering around and, and I'm just trying to find a place to get coffee. And this guy comes up and he looks around like this and he goes, you gay? <laughs> and I went, no. He goes, oh, cause you know, if you want anything. And I went, um, oh, I, I want coffee. Can you point me to a coffee place? And I was like going six in the morning and the males are out already looking for love. I was like, I'm just looking for coffee. I'm not looking for anything else. So that's the only experience, <laughs> oh that's the only experience I ever had. Well, so, the early bird gets the <laughs> worm. <laughs> so what are you guys doing tonight on Docktails with Cocktails? Oh, wait, I have to answer your question first. Oh, why, are we here? why are we here in Vegas? Which well, I, is... I don't I don't expect answers from either one of you because we kind of go on these little road tangents the two of the uh, three of us. Eric Jackson. We're going to a car auction. Oh really? Yeah. What do you do you have a car that you want that you're looking at? No, I just go look at cars and then I and then I just go buy them somewhere else. And I go to make sure he doesn't buy them. Yes. Oh, you're the security. Yes, I'm the gas and I'm so do you have like a little police uniform you wear? Yeah. That's in the yes. No, I mean, I mean, when you look for the cars. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness! Oh yes, I'm gonna get frisked later, uh, and hand, handcuffs may be involved. I don't know. Oh, you guys are sick. So, what's your show gonna be about tonight? Uh, it's gonna be about a couple things. It's gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Vegas and how crazy it is, and it really is a silly place. Uh, and then, may, uh, in that theme, we're gonna bring in the medical theme of. Why alcohol is good for you? Uh, yeah, we're going to do a little bit of news updates, and because it is Vegas, um, what's the evidence out in the news now that shows that it, it is a, maybe a good thing? So I have a question for you medically, and I'm not going to cough. <laughs> um, so I was listening to some guy on, online, like I trust people online, but he was talking, it just caught my eye. He said, so when you drink alcohol, your liver goes to work on that alcohol instantly. So anything you eat at that point is going to turn into fat. Um, yes, kind of. Kind Mo of mostly. Yes. That's a simplistic thing, but mostly true. And and I wouldn't say at Not that fat, time but, necessarily, but it's so yeah. busy churning up the alcohol that into alcohol dehydrogenase. Um, you're right. That other food wants to get stored as fat first, but it's it's not sort of that cut and dried. Okay. Otherwise, I'd be 300 pounds. <laughs> well, he's kind of scared me. I was going, and he says, and don't snack when you're drinking. It's like, what? 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 Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, no, no, no. Why yeah. did God make pretzels if he didn't want you to eat and have a pretzel, drinking a beer and a pretzel? I thought this guy, and so I was going to write him off, but then I said, I have some doctor friends. I can pose yes. this question to you, you know. <laughs> it's not yeah it's not that simple i mean i've read so many books by different uh physiologists and guys um from like mercola peter peter atia all the gurus on diet and the conversion and it's 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 not that simple if it was we'd all have the magic answer right and right we'd figure well, out exactly when to time it and which diet works for when but i've been um, using creatine and i really like it yes, yes. i i it i mean i i'm getting beefier, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I look and I go, dang. Like I, my favorite guy that I mention all the time, Dr. James DeNicola Antonio, 
who we follow on um, Instagram, he's a big proponent and fan of creatine and that it's one of the safest supplements for men and women. Probably more women should use it actually for building muscle mass, especially as you get older and it's harder to build and maintain. Um, but are you getting puffy on the creatine? Because it does help. Uh, yeah, I did get, I mean, I think I've gained some water weight, like maybe five pounds, but it's not like my clothes don't fit or anything like that. So it's not, but I, I really like, and I feel like I have a little more mental clarity too. I mean, which, you know, it wouldn't take much in in my, in my head, but, but it's, it's like, it does, you know, I do, you go into lift weights and we're not, I'm not telling anybody you should go on creatine. I'm not, because I don't want you to right. pull it the pipe cycle. But I, I feel like I, you know, if, if I'm doing five reps of something heavy, I'll do six or seven, you know, I'll just, I'll, no, I can do more than that. You know, and it kind of gets me like that, but yeah, I just noticed that I, I mean, even my wife, even my wife said, wow. Is she, is she using it? Is that, that's no, cause she's kind of afraid cause she doesn't, she's pretty buff and she's afraid that she's going to look like a, you know, dude. And yeah. I don't believe no, not so, a chance. For women, the book that I really like, and the exercise physiologist that's huge in the women's sports, and she's trained Olympic athletes, high-end um, triathletes, is Dr. Stacy Sims. That's two M's. She's got two books that are amazing. There's no M in Stacy. <laughs> there is in Tim. <laughs> and her books are Next Level and Roar. Next levels for perimenopause and menopausal women, but she's also really big on using creatine for not just high-end athletic women, but women who should be lifting some weights, building muscle. That it is good. So I'm not—I haven't used it myself because I just freak out about the thought of gaining five pounds of fluid weight because being puffy is no fun anyway. Is that water weight? Or are you just glad to see? Yeah, that? but um, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's supposed to be actually a really good thing, not just well, our protein powder. See, see, not only are you two entertaining, um, but um, you're, you you have some slight value in my mind. <laughs> yes. Slight, slight value. <laughs> but I don't want to, you know, oh, Tim, just so you know, too, I know you're a doctor and everything, but May also has an M in it, too. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. It's See that mental clarity? Right there, Mental just clarity. like a sharp, razor sharp, That's razor right. sharp knife. <laughs> yep. And then Facebook, he told people to put a knife in their head. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it no, it, that, that is just a, it's a clown world. But yeah, no, it's uh, I must say we were talking about Vegas. It's super hot here right now. It's like 90 <laughs> to 95 degrees. But man, what is it about? Like these places have to have it 65 degrees in the buildings inside. Oh, and I'm like freezing. I haven't brought enough warm clothes for this dump because it's so cold in here with the air conditioning going. I'm literally frozen the whole time. Yeah, I have to put I have to put uh, band-aids on my nipples oh, when gosh. I walk into the building. Well, you won't you won't have to do that tonight because you're gonna wear your tassels. Exactly. I hate the chafing. And, but that that that's that that cools down a room. That's, that's our retirement job. Is we're both going to dress up and pose on the street with people, and you know he can wear the he can wear the pasties. See, that's the new thing, right? So these people just dress up like, uh, you know, the like a Chippendales dancer or uh, a you know the flamin- the, ca- the cabaret girl. The, yeah, yeah, you know the brill- you, know. you know, and then you know you. You get a picture taken with them and uh, so that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
I hope I hope I hope the kids aren't depending on your retirement for anything. Well, so what we were gonna do like Sunny and Share or something uh, like that. I got you, babe. Yeah, except I'm, a, I'm a way better skier. Maybe my tassels won't pay the rent. But <laughs> look at all the money we just spent. Exactly. May I got you, babe. Okay. May. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by some of the people that are doing the uh, you know showgirl thing, I think we could probably you could stop. probably pull it. No. Judging by some of the people you've seen, Tim could probably pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and Kathy would be bazillionaires. I mean, <laughs> well, in the gay community. Oh. I I do my I, I do a mean Britney Spears. That's right. Baby, 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 baby. That's right. I did that like on a you could dress next door and pose outside the Caesar Coliseum forum shops. There you I'll go. I'll be the new superhero, creatine. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I got to be a little younger, creatine, and then I'll turn into a young man. That's what my superpower is. I turn into a buff yes, young exactly. dude, yeah, and I, you know, I go in and I fight for. And then you're, you're so you ride, you ride on the wave of your hair. Right, and then and. Yes, silver wave. Yes, yes, the silver surfer, the new version. So what I do is I just mix up my creatine. Yeah, so it's no, that's this is this is low. This is perfect. Creatine, T E E N. That's that's the main guy, and the yeah. sidekick is T R T. That's you, tiny. Oh yeah, and no, then replacement therapy. Oh jeez. So hold on, because then and then I can grow my hair longer. And it flips and yeah. that's my superpower. Like it goes out and it takes people throws things really far. Yes, or yes. buildings. Yes. I can my hair can knock down the Empire State Building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you I don't have to worry about retirement. I'm silver wave. <laughs> you guys, you know, most of the time I'm really normal, and then I bring you on and look what happens. To I know. You. Yeah, I don't I, worry. I think you two should just do jointly do a show together. No, I think we should do a show on mushrooms. Oh my God. <laughs> I think we should do a show on ED. Yeah. I think it would be hilarious. Just because I mean, I think there's information out there that people would be interested in, but I, I'm sure we'd get polled. But I'd love to do it. Well, isn't that the But we could do it on your show. Yeah. You do it on our show. Okay. You guys have fun in Vegas. Tell them what time the show starts and where they find it. Well, it starts really soon, actually. Six o'clock Pacific time. Uh, it is on YouTube and Facebook live streaming. And if they miss it, they can listen to the replay on Mondays on the podcast networks. Okay. All right, you guys have fun. I'm going to throw that video out that, uh, I like the little short one too. It's fun. I'll put that out tomorrow. Okay, cool. Awesome. Right. Good to see see you guys you. later. Have fun. Remember. Yeah. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, what happens in Vegas makes it hurt when you pee. May, unfortunately for you, you can't do this, but watch what I can do. Just like that. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, for those of you who didn't expect that, I didn't either. And if anyone is offended, I am so sorry, but please get over it. Um, or I do have two doctors you can call and they can help you through that. Um, but uh, that was fun. Uh, if you are looking for dog training, get a hold of Maddie, find out more about her. I love seeing young people like that, living their life smiling. And she, she's such a nice woman. And I love seeing that in people. Um, tomorrow night, I think, 
remember Kim Stark, who used to be on the show with us? Um, her son just got a part uh, playing, uh, vo doing voiceover. Kim does some voiceover work and he just got a part doing voiceover for something. And I'm hoping that they'll come on the show. So we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, but share this on your page because Facebook still likes to throttle it and um, just do your thing. All right. Um, I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. And Tim and May have fun tonight. Oh, yeah. So tune in right after this at seven o'clock in Montana time, six o'clock Oregon time. Um, and uh, and you get more of that. <laughs> and I understand just from what I've heard in rumor that Tim is going to do his tassel dance tonight. Um, so that's that's something. I mean, they are no nipple and dime outfit. I'm telling you, not those two. No, they are keep you abreast of everything you need to know. <laughs>